Peterson Financial Group is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies every day using a variety of insurance and investment products to meet their specific goals. We are not permitted to offer and no statement made during the show shall constitute tax or legal advice. You should talk to a qualified professional before making any decisions about your personal situation. The information presented is not a solicitation for the purchase or sale of securities or investment strategies. We are not affiliated with the U.S. government or any governmental agency. Investment advisory services offered through Peterson Financial Group, Inc., a registered investment advisor. This is the Retirement Ready Podcast with President and Founder Eric Peterson of Peterson Financial Group, Iowa's retirement specialists with an office in West Des Moines. It's time to make sure that you're retirement ready. We're going to talk about some questions that you should ask, and you should ask each other if you're married as well, but maybe you haven't done these yet. And these are, most of these, Eric, that I have for you are outside of some of the standard questions. Because when you see a new person, typically they have the same four or five big questions, right? Everybody kind of has the same few things, right? When should I take Social Security? How much money do I need? You know, that kind of thing. Can I retire? How much money do I need to retire? Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So here's a few that maybe we kind of gloss over, but they can play a a significant factor into how your retirement plan is going to play out. So I got a few of these for you. All right. Um, First one is... The sandwich generation, are you going to be in this situation where you are supporting your kids, your grown kids, as well as your elderly parents? And unfortunately, we see this um, way too often. Yeah, Yeah, that that it's happening for both. Now, taking care of your parents, you know, we should all all strive to do that. You know, that's one of the things of being a child that you do later on in life. Maybe just, you know, by visiting, maybe not financially, but, you know, if your parents worked very hard to put you through school and those types of things, sometimes you feel obligated to to do that. You should do it out of love, not obligation. <laughs> right, but, right. So that, that's the thing. You're, you're taking care of them. Maybe you have to help out a little bit financially, too, because maybe they burn through their assets and things like that. But at the same time, maybe you have to take care of your your uh, children because they're unable to find careers. They weren't adequately prepared um, getting out of college. Maybe they went to college but got something in right. a degree which is not Well, the job market's useful. great, but maybe they're not doing what they went to college for, right? Correct. And a lot of people say, well, I, I spent all this time and energy and money to get this degree. I want to only be in my chosen field. Well, not necessarily. Sometimes you got to, you know, take something that can, you know, help pay the bills, help pay that cell phone, help pay the rent, help pay, you know, the, the uh, food auto payment <laughs> food. Yeah. So that, that's the thing. So sometimes I see parents that will before they get to retirement, they say, hey, I'm still you know paying out uh, their student loans or paying for the kid, you know, paying for their health insurance, right. you know, giving them the subsidy, that kind of stuff. And that's always you know, you need to uh, sometimes let people stay on their own two feet, but that's where a lot of people are right now. So you need to ask yourself, are you going to be subject to that? Yeah. And that's not one that comes up a lot, right? Because sometimes we're, we're hopefully when they're, when they're coming in, people are saying, I want to go sit down with a financial advisor. They're trying to ask the questions about, can we retire? Can we go and enjoy ourselves? Blah, 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 blah. And maybe it just doesn't hit you that, oh, or maybe you don't even know that yet. Maybe you don't know that you've got an elderly parent that's going to have a dementia or something that happens that you have to jump in and help. So definitely worth having the conversation. Uh, here's another one. Uh, and I'll use my buddy as an example on this one, Eric. Uh, how does your family feel about you quitting your job or leaving or retiring or whatever the case is? So, for example, being around the home more. So my, my friend, uh, my best bud is a retired Army vet. And so he put in his time. He's retired. He's he's home every day doing his thing, so on and so forth. Well, his wife is a school teacher. And she's not quite mm-hmm. ready to retire yet. But uh, normally during the summer, she takes on additional school duties and does summer school and things like that. So she still works like a regular job, you know, nine to five, basically all year round. 
But this summer, she elected to take it off. Well, guess what happened? They're together all the time, all summer. And so now they're getting on each other's nerves. Well, that happens in retirement when you first get there. If you haven't kind of thought this through, that you're tripping over each other for the first time every day, all day long, in a very long time. Absolutely. You know, I was on... On the flight, you have access to all this great entertainment, right? right. So, um, so one of the shows that I've loved is a show called Curb Your Enthusiasm, right? Which was Larry David, one of the uh, people that created Seinfeld. So, the episode I was watching was kind of funny because he met his, he went to a restaurant to get something to take away, you know, to get some to go food, and she goes, "Well, I just sat at your table." Well, his ex-wife was using his name to get into the restaurant. Oh, right. <laughs> because you know, he obviously carries a lot of weight. So right. he went over there, and they were having a nice conversation, and, and uh, they were talking, and, and you know, basically like, "What what happened to us?" And she's like, "You know, when you stopped working, and then you're around all the time." She goes, "Before you, you know, you get up, you'd have a job, you go away, <laughs> and you come back, and you know, just a few hours." And she goes, "It was just too much, Larry." <laughs> right, right. And that can happen to retirement folks. I mean, Absolutely. if you've been together 40 years, all of a sudden, you know, in those 40 years, you were raising kids. You both maybe had jobs, blah, blah, blah. Now you're together every day, all day long. Yeah. And people get in their little routines, you know, exactly. and, and all of a sudden there's someone else. Messing and it's not so much that, that they're, they're questioning you saying, oh, what are you doing? It's just like you feel kind of, you know, weird that, oh, they're there. They're, you know, I'm checking my email. I'm looking at, you know, some some, uh, you know, you get time in the rabbit holes and some of those uh, oh, things sure, you click yeah. on on the Internet stories that interest you. And then, boom, you're into like five different things. So that's the thing. So what you need is you need hobbies. <laughs> you need something to do. So retirement is just not about money. You need to prepare for what you're going to do with all that extra time. Yeah and how you're going to fill that. So a lot of times you'll have a big honey-do list, I call it, but a lot of stuff you want to do when you first retire, making up the house, you know, fixing it up, all these projects, all that kind of stuff. You know, But after that, you need to say, hey, I need to, you know, maybe I need to get involved with a club. Maybe I need to get involved with uh, volunteering. Maybe, you know, hook up with the guys from the office back again for coffee once a week or you know, get into pickleball or pickle, something. The pickleball thing cracks me up. I didn't know what that was until a couple of years ago. Uh, somebody said that, and I was like, what in the world is pickleball? Uh, oh, but it's very popular. Very, very popular, popular. Very popular. Well, okay, so that actually brings me to my next point, you mentioning that. So are you retiring from your job, or are you retiring to something else, right? Is there a reason? Like, are you just retiring to get out? Maybe you just want to, you know, chill and relax, or are you looking to, you know, move on to a new phase and do something like joining a club or taking up a hobby or starting that woodworking business you've always wanted? Or even even working somewhere else. Right. You know, there's nothing wrong with with working in retirement. And a lot of employers love hiring retirees because they don't have a lot of the issues that prevent people sometimes or have to people have to call in sick or you not be able to cover their shifts that kind of stuff you know you really don't have kid obligations and you have a sick child those kinds of things they love hiring retirees because their work ethic is so so great and maybe you're just you know tired of where you're at maybe it's uh you know body wise your body's given out maybe it's a job where you get a physical labor that kind of stuff and maybe you just want to change you know, the thing is, in retirement, you're going to have a gap between what you need to maintain your standard of living, what you have coming in, which is typically going to be Social Security for most people because pensions, you know, there's a very small amount of people that are covered under pensions. So if you have this gap, there's three ways to fill it. You can fill it by withdrawals from your retirement savings, which is all the stuff you have saved, the 401ks, the IRAs, the investments, and the stuff in the bank, right? That's all your retirement assets. You could fill it by generating some rental income. Maybe you have a farm, maybe you have some houses, those types of things. But the third way you can do it is by working. You know, you could do something. I have a lot of clients that they work at high V actually. You know, they work a couple days a week, they like it, they're out in the public, you know, and they get some get a couple free meals out of it too. But it's like being around people. 
you know, but maybe two or three days, but they like having four or five days off, you know, but not right. all their days off. So there might be something that you could find doing that. Maybe working at, uh, you know, during the summer, spring and summer months, you like working with the gardening center. You know, those are temporary. You know, you're going to be working there in the wintertime, right? Right. So things like that. There's nothing wrong with, with working. You just want to have a plan. You want to have a plan of what you're going to do with your time. And so maybe working, but if you're going to retire just to retire or you want to retire and go do something different. That's a different conversation. Yeah, and so what we're doing here is we're having uh, some questions that we should ask, but probably don't. These are a couple ones that fall outside the normal uh, array of questions we think about when we say we're going to retire or can we retire, and we're trying to think about a retirement plan. So some of these are things to uh, take us down a different path uh, to discuss, like the sandwich generation supporting elderly parents and kids, You know how the family feels about you being home all the time or just leaving your job in general, retiring from something to something else. And now we'll do a couple here that are still that have the I guess the money more involved but there's still some things that kind of get overlooked so prepare to handle those major purchases in retirement they're not frequent they're not your regular these are not your regular bills Eric these are the one-offs that come up that you maybe need that emergency fund for or whatever yeah I think the biggest one's going to be you know uh, maybe a car in retirement or you know major something happens to the house you know right. need a roof furnace something like that and then you're, that's why you want emergency funds for it. Now, a car is a little bit different because that can all be financed. But, um, you know, if you need a new roof, a lot of times you got to, you know, punk down the money for that. Don't wait. Yeah. So um, that's why you have money in the bank. You know, there's there's no one place you're going to put all your money. You're going to have money in the bank. You're going to have money in other fixed things. You're going to have money in the market. So you need a combination of the three. And uh, having an emergency bucket is for this purpose. You know, also, maybe, you know, all of a sudden a once in a lifetime cruise comes up that you want to go on. You need the money to pay for it really quickly. That's what the emergency bucket's for. So you want to plan for those unexpected things. Even in retirement, those are going to come up just like they did while you were working. Yep. And it's easy to gloss over that one. So that's another question. One more here. And this one's a big one, Eric, and we'll, we'll take another break after this. But the questions you should be asking, one of these biggest ones is what happens to the income plan? Again, if you think about our earlier conversation that without the that's the king of the chess game, right? You got to have the income plan. What happens to it upon the death of the first spouse? That's a big change. We call it the economic impact of losing the spouse because what will happen is if you both have Social Security, which most of the times you do, you're going to lose one of those. You're going to lose the smaller of the two, and the surviving spouse will get the larger of the two. If you have a pension, the way you claimed it may change. And if you're at RMD level, that's going to change too. But the big thing is that people don't realize that your tax rate for that surviving spouse may go up. Because they go to a single status versus a joint status, and their uh, standard deduction changes. It almost gets cut in half. So it's a big change for the surviving spouse. You want to make sure that's addressed in your plan because there's some simple ways, things you can do to address that, um, cover that issue. It's not fun to talk about because no one likes talking about death, but inevitably it happens to all of us. So you need to understand how the income changes when one of you passes away and what are you going to do to fill that extra gap in the income and deal with the tax uh, liability. You've been listening to the Retirement Ready Podcast. If you have questions about what you've heard on today's podcast and would like to schedule a complimentary retirement readiness review with Eric Peterson and the team at Peterson Financial Group, call now. 515-226-1500 is the number to dial. That's 515-226-1500. They are Iowa's retirement specialists and standing by to help you achieve your financial and retirement goals. Want to ask a question online? Visit the team at askericpeterson.com. Thanks for listening to the Retirement Ready Podcast, making sure that you're retirement ready.
Peterson Financial Group is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies every day using a variety of insurance and investment products to meet their specific goals. We are not permitted to offer and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. You should talk to a qualified professional before making any decisions about your personal situation. The information presented is not a solicitation for the purchase or sale of securities or investment strategies. We are not affiliated with the U.S. government or any governmental agency. Investing involves risk, including the loss of principal. No investment strategy can guarantee a profit or protect against loss in periods of declining values. Any references to protection benefits or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investment products. Insurance and annuity product guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. Investment advisory services offered through Peterson Financial Group, Inc., a registered investment advisor.